a candle, some salt, and a drop of blood. Gather these specific items, turn out all your lights, and wait until the clock strikes 12. Complete the ritual and a dark entity will appear, one who tortures you with your deepest fears. At least, according to this internet legend, it may have started as an online creepypasta, but does this tale have any basis in reality? This week's episode is The Midnight Game. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. Only Midnight Game I'm interested in is the Taylor Swift Eras Tour show we're about to see in two days. Meet me at midnight. <laughs> game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope that the, um, I don't know, crowd of 100,000, we don't just decide to all collectively play the Midnight Game <laughs> at midnight because you know, <laughs> it would be pure chaos. <laughs> You know if she asked, though, and she's like, hey, guys, I just want everybody to get really quiet. Now, take out the candles that you brought. I told them to let you through with candles. Now, we have this place has been surrounded with salt. We're all going to cut. On the count of three, we're going to cut our fingers. God. <laughs> then everyone would do it. They'd be like, yes, Taylor, we love it. Yes, you yeah. would do it. 100%. Well. Oh, no. No joke. You don't have to be at the Eras Tour to play the Midnight Game. You can do it from the comfort or discomfort of your own home. Yeah, depending on how well the ritual goes or not. Um, this I can't wait for this episode. I'm just excited <laughs> for this episode for we a lot of reasons. We watched one of the movies that's come out about this, and I've got some notes. Yeah, I typed out as you were as we were watching it, the quotes that you were saying. I typed <laughs> oh, good. When we get to that part, I... Look forward to revisiting that. <laughs> oh, revisiting. Speaking of revisiting stuff, we're about to revisit one of our favorite cities we played a uh, show in, Detroit. We're going yeah. to the Motor City, Detroit Rock City. You asked me the other day, can we go to 8 Mile? I'm sure we can. <laughs> we are going to be at the Comedy Castle in Detroit August 15th. Then the next day, we're going to be at the Funny Bone in Columbus August 16th. And right after that, we're going to wrap up Full Moon Energy for 2024. And Pittsburgh on August 17th. 2023. 2023. <laughs> Are you living in well, the future? <laughs> I bought a planner today. Let's just take a minute. I bought a planner today and I was literally like writing all the months and stuff out of it. And by I bought a planner. I should say another planner. Yeah. Yes. Another one. <laughs> this is like the seventh one. I always think the next one's the right one. But yeah, that's probably why I said, no, let me just clarify. 2023, we're... This is our last Full Moon Energy tour, but in 2024, we're going to come back strong. Yes, yes, yeah. And so strong. according to that planner, could be 2027. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to, I've been writing it through. <laughs> it's all made well, up, anyways. Who cares? It's super fake. So come and look at what dates we're going to be aware at sinisterhood.com slash live shows. And if you're in Detroit, Columbus, or Pittsburgh, let's hang out next week. Yeah, let's do it. I also have a feeling that we're going to get some emails going. Y'all don't go to Eight Mile. Oh, certainly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be safe. To that, I say, I live life on the edge. 
So yeah, I think everything's, uh, you know, my dad grew up in Detroit and some of the houses that he grew up in, I think are in that area. So I'm going to look up the addresses and I want to go see if I can revisit some of my, my ancestral homes. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, in the meantime, let's get into the midnight game. Oh, if you're ready. <laughs> I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. From campfire stories to chain letters and email forwards to message board posts, the spread of spine-tingling legends has always found a way to infiltrate new technologies. Someone in the 90s may have worried whether they would be cursed for failing to send a letter to 10 friends. More recently, some viral horrors originate in the virtual space. The characters created there, like the Slender Man, Laughing Jack, and Jeff the Killer, sometimes slip into the real world when the legend extends beyond the screen. Coming from the terms copy and paste, the word copypasta appeared online as early as 2006 on Usenet and 4chan message boards. The term is used for any block of text that gets copied and pasted repeatedly, according to Know Your Meme. Sometimes funny, sometimes cringe, the familiar blocks of text serve as calling cards that the poster and reader are in on the same joke. However, the darker version is called creepypasta, where spooky legends and scary happenings get shared on multiple forums. One of my favorite copy pastas, and uh, it's actually the way that I learned about it, was from, it's like a 2010 copy pasta that people call it like the Navy SEAL or the military guy copy pasta. And I think there was some interaction on 4chan where someone felt insulted and they responded with this like huge wall of text that starts with what the fuck did you say fucking little bitch i have i'll have you know i graduated the top of my class in the navy seals and i've been involved in numerous secret raids on al-qaeda and i have over 300 confirmed kills i am trained in gorilla spelled Uh g-o-r-i-l-l-a warfare and i am the top sniper in the entire u.s air force don't be killing gorillas (laughs) (laughs) anyways it goes i'm not going to read you the whole thing it's super long but it became i noticed it i think on reddit i noticed it a couple times to where then i was like oh i have to google it but it is one of those things where you see it and you're like that's a good use of that it's just it's like a text meme like fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah, for sure yes one of the things that's similar it's not as much of a um solely text meme but people love the text but the audio is what really makes it the whole wizard of oz argument are you from which one? This? Okay. I'm not. I'm learning. Okay. I want to hear it. I'm pulling it up. The video, though, <laughs> I is love so it. good. It's just it. two, like, you know, 25-year-old bros just, like, legitimately arguing about this. I love how impassioned they I are. I love like, when people no! get impassioned about things like that, where it's like, I will die mm-hmm. on this hill. And it's yes. something that seems mundane, but I get it because I've got many hills like that. <laughs> the hills are alive with the <laughs> shit I'll die on. <laughs> Somebody put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> well, one of these legends is the Midnight Game. 
Starting at least as early as 2010, it began as creepypasta on 4chan. The text itself is mostly made up of a series of convoluted rules instructing readers how to play the game to summon the Midnight Man. Creepypasta Wiki, a site that has become a central database for lore around these legends, claims the game is an old pagan ritual, used mainly as punishment for those who had broken the laws of the pagan religion in question. The term pagan comes from the Latin word for country dweller. Once Christianity became the state-sanctioned religion of Rome in 415 CE, anyone who continued practicing pre-Christian beliefs or worshipped multiple gods were written off as pagans. With no real prize at the end, the page states the point of the game was to scare players into obeying the gods. And with like with any creepypasta or copy, you know, creepypastas tend to it's like an urban legend where people add a little bit. And I watched a trailer of one of the other movies that had adapted it. And he also he's like, the point of the game is to show that you know how to follow rules. And I was like, oh, I don't need to prove that to anybody. (laughs) Also, there's way less traumatic ways to prove that I can (laughs) bake a cake. I can uh, just, you know, log into Netflix, create a new Netflix account. I can follow the rules to do that stuff. My second grade teacher, Miss Horn, had us write out how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like in what order. And we each got to, she gave us a loaf of bread and peanut butter and jelly. And we wrote it in advance and we had to go up there and do it. And if you messed up a step, she she made you follow what was on the thing. Anyway, we learned real quick. If you forget a knife, you're going in with your hands. She was like... Stick your head in further. <laughs> now eat it in front of us, everyone. Don't break eye contact with Heather. She did this to herself. <laughs> Whether a punishment for disobeying the gods or just a spooky way to get some thrills, if you dare to play the sinister game, there are some specificities of which to be aware. It is crucial that the instructions are followed to the T in order for the ritual to work properly. The first rule being that the ritual must begin precisely at 12 a.m. Performed at any other time, and it will not work. Next, gather the materials you will need. You must have a wooden door, a candle, a piece of paper, a writing instrument, matches or a lighter, salt, and at least one drop of your own blood. Each player must have their own materials. Once you have everything you need... Perform the following steps in order. And to clarify, you're supposed to do all steps in order in at 12 midnight. Yeah, but also like a little bit before 12 midnight, because as we'll see, you got a knock and the last knock has to end at midnight. So it's a lot to keep up with. You have to count backwards. <laughs> as, as someone who doesn't believe in time, I'm like, well, how, what do we know? If some, one person's midnight is another person's 12.05. How do we know which time zone does a midnight man live in? We don't know that either. I, just, <laughs> I never ever heard you describe yourself. p.m. somewhere is 12 a.m. somewhere else. What are we doing? How do you know? You well, know first of all, it's 5 o'clock somewhere always. <laughs> Second of all, I just have never heard you definitively announce, make a proclamation that you are a person who does not believe in time. And you know what? Hell yeah. I back you. Honestly, I I think it's the first time I've made such a declaration. But the more we discuss it, the more I look around my house and this clock says 355. What does this one say? 356. You know, I mean, like, who's to say when is when? 
That's great. It's true. And it's all relative. We're all hurtling through space. There's a million reasons why you're right. You're right. When you're right, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Step one, write your full name, first, middle, and last on the piece of paper. Next to your name, place a drop of your blood, allowing it to soak into the paper. Step two, turn off all the lights in the house. Go to the wooden door and place the paper in front of it. Light your candle and place it on top of the paper. Step three, knock on the door 22 times with the final knock occurring at exactly midnight. Open the front door, blow out the candle and close the door. You have now invited the midnight man into your home. Step four, immediately relight your candle. Now the game begins. 22 times. It's, it makes you think of Monty Python. 21? I will not show up. Nah, for 23. Outright. 24. Hell no. 22. 22. So you've got to have somebody, if you're doing this with a friend or yourself, you got to have like a phone or a stopwatch that can tell you when it's like 11, 59, and 22, or whatever, you're 40 like- eight seconds <laughs> and then you're like duh, 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 duh. you know what i mean is there I so much you pre- this is why i don't cook because i don't fucking <laughs> like timed things it's like beep, beep 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 if you don't flip the salmon in one second it's ruined it's like well it's ah! ruined because i can't flip it <laughs> no i can't i don't like doing stuff that's like has to be timed perfectly which is probably why uh-huh. i'm late to everything in life so this i've already fucked it up i'm already fucking I'm it not- up and i haven't even started the game my question was, and is, can you do like 20 knocks or 21 knocks? And then it's like, say you hit number 21 at 49 seconds at a, uh, 12 and 49. Do you just hang on <laughs> and then like eight, seven, six? It's like New Year's Eve. Yeah. Three, two, conk. Yeah. One. Or when so you're you like, get to 21. You're like, okay, kids, you got 10 seconds to clean your room up. And then, you know, they're trying and you're like, eight. Eight and a half, mm-hmm. eight and three quarters. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just stretching it out. Yeah, there's it's it's unclear. I think. See, these are the types of games where there's so many rules, but also these rules can be left up to interpretation. So, what is the point of a rule if we don't all know how to follow it? Yeah, we need someone to be able to ask and clarify. Uh, and it's since it's creepypasta, we cannot. Because I would also like to ask, why did you choose 22? Is it another reference to Taylor Swift? Are these <gasps> Easter eggs? She's the Midnight oh, Man. <laughs> my God. Her. Is she, <laughs> though, the Midnight Man? I mean, Midnight just came out. And then mm-hmm. at midnight, she releases, like, new records, even, like, part of the the ones. You know what I mean? It's all, and she likes Easter eggs and hiding stuff. I'm sure the Midnight Damn. Man likes to hide things. Also, she had the Midnight's 3 a.m. edition. Yeah. 3 a.m. <gasps> comes into play. Witching hour. Okay. Well, we'll have to ask her. I'm sure she's <laughs> go- she's going <laughs> to see us. As, as soon as she starts taking our calls. I think we take a big old sign and we hold it mm. up and we just say, Taylor, are you the Midnight Man? And <laughs> yeah. if it's big we'll enough viral. and she sees it, I feel like she'd be like, what? And maybe address it. Because, you know, sometimes they'll address things in the crowd. Like, if it's yeah. if, if it's bizarre enough. And then yeah. that's how we become friends with Taylor Swift. Or she looks at us and goes, yes. And we're like, oh, God. 
<laughs> and then we had to dump salt around ourselves. And everybody's like, what are you doing? You're fucking up my shake it off with all your salt. And I'm like, do you want to die? Like, you want to see all your nightmares come true? <laughs> You're like, shake it off and just shake the salt around them. Just shake it off. <laughs> For the next three hours and 33 minutes, it is your job to avoid the midnight man at all costs. You'll know he draws near when your candle blows out and the air temperature drops. You only have 10 seconds to relight your candle. If you're unsuccessful in relighting your candle, you must immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt. The circle is said to protect you from his grasp, at least temporarily. If you fail to relight your candle or surround yourself in a circle of salt, the Midnight Man will create a hallucination of your greatest fear while ripping your organs out one by one. That's what we were saying. Your greatest fear, you know, if it's spiders, that's you're like, I'm being attacked by a spider. And mine's like, failure. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to show me um, just no, I guess failure. You could show. Yeah. I was going to say like, nobody likes me. That's not my greatest fear, but it might be somebody's and just like everyone's Mm -hmm. pointing and laughing at you or public speaking. And you've got to like give a, a Oscar winning speech. Damn, and then you'd choke up there. Or what mm-hmm. if your fear is really fucked up and the midnight man catches you and is like, now I'm going to make you, oh, God, Ugh, I don't even want to look at that. Oh. Never mind. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> or you trick the midnight man. You're like, oh, my greatest fear, being too successful. What would I ever do with all that money? <laughs> yeah, I'd be so panicked. <laughs> yeah. Sucker, midnight man. Sinisterhood will be right back. While the logical solution to surviving the ghoulish game would be to immediately surround yourself with salt and wait it out until 3.33 a.m., this isn't recommended. The Midnight Man is known to cheat in the game, using terrifying tactics to thwart the circle of salt. Because of this, it is advised you keep moving around the house, for if you stay in one spot, the Midnight Man is sure to find you. This is the part where I don't understand, again, the logic here. Because if you can surround yourself with salt and be okay, then you should just immediately do that. And then you just sit and chill for three hours and 33 minutes. But it's like, no, you can only do that, like, for a second. I don't know. And then you got to move again. The ultimate hack is you have to, because it has to be your house. So what you do is you set up a tiny home on the <laughs> grounds of the Morton Salt Factory. This is your home. You're surrounded on all sides there from salt. Go. What's he going to do, create a hurricane and just blow away all the salt? Uh, not on our watch. You Absolutely not. live in the Himalaya Mountains. Bam. Where are the salt mountains, and you're like, come at me now, bitch. You can't. It's like Big Rock Salty Mountain. (laughs) I imagine that where the Himalayan salt lamps come from, the mountains just fully look look like giant versions of that. And they just (laughs) take a little shrimp off the body. Yeah, somebody's got to, you know, turn the little on so at night they they glow and gorgeous. You thought the northern lights were pretty. Go check out the Himalayan salt lamp mountains. (laughs) The Big Rock Salty Mountain is, you can't miss it. While the rules of the game and the chances of survival may seem daunting, the internet has some tips for success. Do not turn on any lights during the midnight game. Do not use a flashlight during the midnight game. Do not go to sleep during the midnight game. 
Do not use another person's blood on your name. Do not use a lighter to substitute for a candle. It will not work. Definitely do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man in any way. On the candle, because it just says a candle. You ever see one of those big-ass three-wicked candles? Yeah. Trying to put me out base is huge. <laughs> You're getting like a, a Tyler candle. I'm getting like one of those big-ass candles. Like, you know, they're like four feet tall that you put in one of those big lanterns like out on your porch. Yeah. I'm carrying that bitch around all night. <laughs> Conquered. Although it is highly advised not to taunt the Midnight Man, not everyone who has played the game has abided that rule. Various anonymous users online have posited some thought-provoking questions. What if I start yelling, hey, Midnight Bitch? Or what's going to happen if I say, hey, come here, you asshole? Others have lamented about the convoluted rules, saying, what if you have a super long name? To complete all of that in 60 seconds is asking a butt ton. Others have wondered about amending the rules. What if you light a blunt instead of a candle? <laughs> I feel like these are all legitimate Valid. questions. What if you do, you got to write your first, middle, last name. What if it is, you're like, you know, Theodore, Charles, uh, Barkley, the second of Glastonbury Lane. And then you're yes. like, that took me 45 seconds to write. And what, now I'm really oh. up against it. One moment, sir. Earl of Kensington, Duke of Lord Manor. Like, you know, they always have those, like, things uh -huh. afterwards. I'm not finished yet. Well, then you lose the midnight you game. Lose. And by that, I mean it doesn't even start, which means from midnight to 3.33 a.m., you can do anything you want, and no one's going to make you see your fears. So yeah. yeah. You could just not. You could also one, just don't. not do it. This is one of those <laughs> games that the whole time we were watching the movie, I was like, why would anybody do this? <laughs> There's no <laughs> There's payoff. No Yes, there's no motivation. There's just not no like motivation. you get your, you know, your three wishes if you survive or right. uh, eternal life. There's no payoff other than, oh, you didn't get your or organs ripped out. Well, yeah, but I could have also done that by just not playing this game at all. Right. I think you have to, to motivate people to do it. There's either got to be a carrot or a stick. I mean, there's nothing to, you don't win anything at the end and you don't have to, it's not like, and it's the clock strikes 12 on your 30th birthday. Someone, I saw someone was posting like, the Midnight Man automatically shows up on your 40th birthday. And I was like, that's rude. And no, um, <laughs> well, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no. If he was at mine, I don't remember him. Well, but you didn't know I you did turned have 40. a keg. And so I don't know. He could have been there. <laughs> But didn't you forget? You were like, wait, when That's did I true. He probably showed up on my 41st because I thought the whole time I was turning 39 and really I was turning 40. He's like, hey, Christy, I'm here. And you're like, this is awkward. <laughs> I thought I was turning 40. It was last year. And he's like, oh, well, never mind. See, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. But the blunt instead of a kid, I don't know if it can be instead of, but it can be in addition to. Yeah, there was a lot of don'ts, and I did not see don't spark up a fat one. <laughs> one brave soul recounted his harrowing experience playing the game. I played this game a few nights ago, and 20 minutes into it, the Midnight Man found me, pulled down my pants, ate out my asshole, and then proceeded to steal my Xbox. I'm now realizing it was not the Midnight Man. It was a burglar. Fuck my life. <laughs> that until just now i hadn't seen that until i started reading it oh what a gentle man lover, i'll though. tell you what 
There was a, every poster was anonymous, but I found this one form and the comments were just, oh, chef's kiss. And this gold particularly <laughs> was one of my favorites. Yes. You know what? What a gentle lover that the midnight man was like, allow me to. Uh, I'll serve you. But then he freaking leaves with your Xbox. Bullshit. Yeah, then he steals your Xbox. Man. Even though the legend is fictional, there are still those who attempt to play the game, though not always with the results they want. One Reddit post titled Midnight Man is Fake was published in 2021 and detailed one person's attempt. They wrote, After seeing many creepypasta stories of people playing the Midnight Man, I just had to give it a go. Judging by the very concerning stories I read about the Midnight Man game, I had some belief that maybe it would work. The user was disappointed the first time, as they and their friends followed all instructions and moved about the house from 12 a.m. until 3.33. The Midnight Man never showed. Undeterred, the user chalked up the ghoul's absence to an error made when setting up their game. Well, that sounds reasonable because there's so many steps that it's easy right? to miss one. <laughs> exactly, and I wonder, too, if it's like... Every time you try to set it up, if the Midnight Man doesn't come, it would be such a pain in the ass because you can't, you'd have to wait 24 full hours to try again. That's true. It's not like, oh, let's get a reset in 20 and see if we can go again. It's like, no, it's too late. You got to wait. And that's, done. you know, for people that aren't night owls, that's asking a lot to stay up at that like, time. Now I got to stay up again. <laughs> also, you really wouldn't know until 3.33 a.m. So really you're, man, this is uh, strenuous. <laughs> it's a long a long burn of a game that may or may not end up with you being shown your worst fears and having your guts ripped out not a good end sign me up <laughs> a few weeks later the player tried again but with one key difference more blood this time hoping it would improve our chances of seeing the midnight man despite the increased blood the midnight man ghosted the op and the other players once again Damn, ghosted by the Midnight Man. Ghosted by the ghost. The ultimate Dang. ghosting. On the third and final attempt, the player became frustrated. After, like 20 laps around the house with our candles in our hand, they decided to do something the game forbids. Taunt the Midnight Man. Yeah, I taunted him. Called out the Midnight Man really loud. I called him all sorts of names. I called him a bitch and a pussy. Told him to come out and play, you stupid bastard. Stomp my feet. The taunting was not successful. The OP went to sleep disappointed, never having seen the Midnight Man. They later left a comment asking for help conjuring the spirit, saying, Can we have the secret? Yeah, I'll give it to you. It doesn't <laughs> exist, dipshit. Stop yelling bitch and pussy at 3 a.m. Your neighbors are probably like, what is happening over there for the third week in a row? <laughs> Martha, I think someone was trying to get in. There were 22 knocks again last night. No, it's Daryl up the street. He's fucking screaming. Is that why he was screaming the P word? Oh, yes. <laughs> over and over. Over I and over. I feel like I know who would be very um, successful in playing this, though. Who? Zach Bagans. Oh, my God. He talked the shit out of this thing. And what do we think... Zach Bilbo Bagan's worst fear is. Oh my. I know what it is. <laughs> Ed Hardy going out of business. <laughs> he's uh, like, he wakes up in a world and they're like, he's like, where where are my chains and my rings? And they're like, what are chains and rings? Jewelry have never been invented. And he's like, no. He 
who wakes up in a world without wear just all of my jewelry. affliction t-shirts oh affliction Gone. i'm sorry we've never heard of such a thing what could that be do you have an you have an affliction do you need to go to the doctor he's like no my cross t-shirts <laughs> uh yeah he definitely would be like midnight man you want to get out here we want to play let's I'll tango fuck you up midnight man let's fight since the game was supposedly based on a pagan ritual one 4chan user asked a vital question how the fuck would old-timey pagans know when it was midnight on the dot? The answer is, they wouldn't. Similarly, summoning a supernatural creature to conjure your worst fears is not the type of ritual attributed to either modern-day or ancient pagans. Though some rituals do involve candles or midnight, they are intended for spiritual purposes, like welcoming the winter solstice or celebrating the new year. Nordic and Irish folklore both include references to midnight for use in charms and rituals, according to Britannica. The time between midnight and 3 a.m. is often called the witching hour and has been imbued with a chilling reputation. Britannica traces that term back to 1600, when William Shakespeare used the term in Hamlet. Tis now the very witching time of night, when churchyards yawn and hell itself breathes out the contagion to this world— now could I drink hot blood and do such bitter business as the day would quake to look on. Hamlet was like so dark. It was so metal. Oh, Hamlet's great. I um, was one of those uh, high schoolers that when Shakespeare came around in English, for whatever reason, I just got it. Probably because of my, I was in theater and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I would have to like, you know, kind of translate things into like what, the hell are they saying now and right. uh yeah i've always enjoyed it sinisterhood will be right back for a creative writer on 4chan looking to inspire fear into the hearts of the gullible masses midnight is a great place to start extending it to 3 33 a.m also made reference to the biblical trinity and a time of night when paranormal experts claim evil entities are most active Requiring the list of players' names and blood also offers further ritualistic elements. Including a candle makes the game feel more like a spell or ritual, as religions like Judaism, Christianity, and Buddhism all employ candles in various contexts. But you can see why if you're, you know, especially a younger person that reads this and like we were kids and we were just told urban legends versus really reading them on the internet, but you, it has a lot of echoes of real things that you've seen and you know you can imagine like oh it was ancient days of lore even though it's you know kind of misconception of what it was really like but you can see why using those elements would really suck a kid in and be like oh it pricked my finger again for the midnight man. for sure i did not know of the midnight man until we started researching this which i we failed to mention is the patreon getting into it here the one that they voted on for this month thank you so thank you so much for that but I did all the other ones, uh, Bloody Mary, Light as a Feather, Ouija boards, like any. So if I had known about this, then 100% I would have done it. Oh, yeah. This is the kind of stuff uh, the kids, we would do the crack an egg on your head mm. and the blood is run, all that kind of stuff or Light as a Feather. Yeah, I would be the, you know, we're like knocking and you're like 16 17 18 i'd be like i gotta go poop and like ruin it for, for the night but i would have tried i would have just spoiled the time well, for the bigger then kids. you're in the bathroom no salt <laughs> midnight man's just walking around he opens the door he's like oh god kid what's going on and i'm like leave me 
It's like, is like, this your greatest fear? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was my greatest fear, walking in on that. <laughs> and I like how the Midnight Man is kind of a regal-sounding, uh, proper Englishman that we've made him out like to that. be. He's like, get over here. <laughs> Creepypastas have now made their way from text-based forums to the viral video world of TikTok. One user, Sebastian K22, racked up millions of views on his version of the story. He read the game's rules, accompanied by spooky music and imagery. Warning. This is a scary game to play in real life called the Midnight Game. Some commenters were frighted by the story, claiming they'd never play, while others were skeptical, writing. Dang, you don't even get like a reward or some. Winners of the Midnight Game may not make any money, but Hollywood has angled for a piece of the creepypasta pie. In 2013, the film The Midnight Game was released. Its plot is described as... After playing a pagan ritual on a dare, a group of high school students find themselves trapped in an endless cycle of their worst fears. The film received generally negative reviews, with one saying... Dreadful. The dumbest decisions ever made by characters in any horror film I've ever seen. This movie fails on every level. God, roasted. God, you deep. <laughs> Those IMDb reviews can be savage. Oh, yes, yes. And very lengthy. People take their IMDb <laughs> reviews very seriously. And so seriously. their Goodreads reviews. Those are two things. Oh, yes. If you want to see somebody in depth, review something good or bad check those out i feel like they take it on as a personal mission uh-huh. when they do those of like i won't let the public down I, most of the time too it's like i'm not gonna let somebody else waste an hour and 12 minutes like i did i'm gonna put a stop to this <laughs> i'm gonna That's spend what the review. next hour and 12 minutes writing up this <laughs> review about how much this movie sucked so nobody else sees it it was terrible. This is not the one we watched. The 2013 film, though, I watched a brief trailer of, and it looked like a cross between, it kind of looked like Final Destination or Urban Legend, where they do the ritual, and then they all go their separate ways and start mm-hmm. seeing their their delusions. But this is the one where the kid said, it's so that you can prove that you know how to follow rules. <laughs> Like, well, we're teenagers. I don't need to, like, prove it to my no. friends. And, yeah, I and what does that prove? Like, I can just clean my room or, like, do my chore yeah. list for the week. I I'm won't good. speed. <laughs> the Midnight Man found himself scaring new audiences in 2016 with the release of a new film bearing his name. Featuring horror legend and original Freddy Krueger, Robert England, this film follows Alex, a teen girl caring for her grandmother, who discovers the midnight game in Grandma's attic and decides to play. The movie was met with generally negative reviews as well, with critic Sarah Michelle Fetters calling it a maddening waste of time with things building to an annoying and deeply unacceptable climax that's nothing short of terrible. This is the one we watched. We did. I will say, if you want to watch it, I made a note because it it included graphic depictions of suicide. Yeah. Gore, which is obvious, and then glimpses of a a dead bunny. So just, there was... Yeah. It showed too much of those things. We we even said, well, somebody got a big old chunk of money for special effects, and they went ham on it. It was like, we could either dump a ton of money into gory special effects, or... Or hire some good writers and actors. Which way do you guys want to go? And they went the former. They just heard the first one and went, deal. And that was it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no one wrote it. Well, this is the one, yeah, when the, the movie started, you, you, they're like, 
Well, first of all, we were talking about it. There's so many rules in this. And for a movie to be predicated on rules, which are very boring to hear out loud, it's a bit of a misstep to write that as far as we were having to listen to this kid list out rules Mm -hmm. forever. And you're like, this is a lot of work for no reason. (laughs) You kept going, what's the what's the benefit? There is none. The uh, to show you can follow rules, I suppose. But also, Alex, and this actress might be a fine actress, but she kind of mailed it in in this role. I don't, unless they, they should have explained up front, Alex has been through something and it, she's unable to express any human mm-hmm. emotions, joy, sorrow, or fear, um, which is an interesting choice as a character or an actor for the lead in a horror film to not really be scared of anything, no. but not in a defiant, I'm not scared way, just something horrible would happen. And she was like, oh, bored, <laughs> bored, indifferent, you know, it, it was, it was strange. There was, just the same tone throughout the entire movie, no matter what was happening, she had the same monotone voice. It, the reaction she had when her grandmother was like, would you tuck me into bed? She's like, mm-hmm, was the same reaction when later that same grandmother unhinged her jaw in a way and began screaming in this like guttural, demonic way, like, and then the, there's a young man who's also kind of the the male lead, and he looked at least slightly. Uh, yeah, he was ooh. better. Yeah, but she was just like, "Grandma, go yeah. back to bed." Uh, well, I guess <laughs> I need to go put Grandma back to bed. It yeah, wacky, it, it, it was bizarre. Just give me a little something to work with, Robert England. You know what? You tell that man to show up to set. He shows up to set. He phones nothing in. No. He doesn't own a phone. He does it he the doesn't. right way every time. Can't save the movie, but. For he his tried. Part, he did a great. He tried. You don't need a phone when you communicate in your dreams, Heather. He can go in your mind. That's how he doesn't phone it in because he's always there. I was impressed that you immediately recognized him because, he, oh, yeah. Just spoiler alert, he's not wearing his mask in this movie. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> there's no fedora. His regular face. <laughs> yeah, no stripy, stripy sweater. He's in a suit. He kind of looks like the old attorney general. Um, oh, it's going to drive me nuts if I can't remember his name. He was very famous in the 90s and he had that crazy beard. An old attorney general. Was this one like. Bush Senior was in office. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the Attorney General. It was the um, Surgeon General. God, I fucking Everett Coop. Everett I Coop. In, yep, C. Everett Coop. He was. Oh, he yeah. looks like C. Everett Coop in this. Yeah, kind of like a bearded gentleman. Oh, he looks exactly like. He looks is that exactly- C. Everett Coop or is that <laughs> him, Robert Coop. England? This is C. Everett Coop. Okay, well, I think Robert England was cosplaying as C. Everett Coop for this role <laughs> because it's uncanny the similarities. No joke. Well, because, too, he's playing a doctor in the movie, so I do wonder if he was like, a doctor, I'll address his C. Everett Coop. <laughs> you know, he's so intense. How he talks, he's like, just a shot, it won't hurt at all. He can tell you the nicest thing, but the way he talks about, like, the way he talks just... It's unnerving. <sighs> he's he's the best part. He's the highlight for sure. And mm-hmm. it would have been very cool to be in a horror movie with one of the kings of horror, despite how shitty the actual movie is. Right? I was thinking that. I was like, I might have said yes to this. Yeah, I probably would have said yes just to, like, become friends with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, hell yeah. You know? That's such a flex when they're like, hey, you want to come to a dinner party? And you're like, I'd like to bring a friend of mine <laughs> along. You Perhaps might know him. you've heard of him. Maybe you've seen him in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whether it's the Midnight Man, Bloody Mary, or Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board, the popularity of scary stories to tell in the dark has not slowed since the campfire days of yore. Despite the world being scary enough without the introduction of fantastical horror, many people still seek the thrilling and immersive experience. Platinum Paragon suggests that people who are sensation seekers are particularly fond of these types of games. Fear activates our fight-or-flight response, thereby giving us a rush of adrenaline. Similarly, defeating a scary game provides an immediate sense of relief, flooding our brain with dopamine and causing sensations of relief, relaxation, and a sense of accomplishment. It kind of sounds like the same thing you feel on a roller coaster yeah. that you're like, I'm going to die. Ooh, this sure. is better. You get a rush. Any of those things or playing scary video games, watching yeah. a scary movie. The same article did say watching a horror movie versus playing a horror game are two different things because one, you feel like you're kind of the lead and it's happening to you. It's more immersive. And one, you can kind of separate like this is happening to somebody on the screen. So for people that do like that immediate rush of adrenaline and, you know, feeling like you want to be scared, but you're in a safe place. That would be my argument for like haunted houses, feeling like you want to be scared, but are you in a safe place is how I would describe the Midnight Man, because, you know, like, it's fake, but, like, what if? Well, what if? And then also, one of the guys on YouTube I saw doing it, he was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm a I'm a vlogger here. I'm about to do the Midnight Man game or the Midnight Game Challenge. So I'm going to do it. So he's listing off all the stuff he has. And when he gets to – he's listing off the rules and the requirements. And then when he gets to Drop of Blood, he's like, Drop of Blood. So uh, I got this razor blade here. Oh. And Paris and I at the same time made that sound. <laughs> We were like, put it down, man. No. Put it, what are you doing? You don't like, need to go that ring. hard. No, but exactly. This is like, it's not just a passive watching television. Mm-mm. You have now asked people to draw blood on themselves, and somebody might be like this unfortunate young man who didn't think, oh, I can get a safety pin or a pin prick or something. He was like, got a razor blade. <laughs> somebody take it away from him no he was and he was he played the game and everything and did it right but you could just make an oops you know you could cut your finger a lot harder than you meant or whatever so you're right it's uh the dopamine flood for me would not be worth it if there's anything too Mm -hmm. sharp involved whether you're trying to summon a demonic entity or you happen to wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and find yourself too scared to get out of bed that feeling of uneasiness in complete darkness is rooted in psychology It is natural to fear what you cannot see. Martin Antony, professor of psychology at Ryerson University in Toronto and author of the Anti-Anxiety Workbook, told CNN. In the dark, our visual sense vanishes and we're unable to detect who or what is around us. We rely on our visual system to help protect us from harm. Being scared of the dark is a prepared fear. What was really interesting about this is the reason it is a prepared fear is based in evolution that, you know, back in, uh, you know, living in cave days, the dark was more likely you were to be attacked by another person or an animal. So we kind of, our brains developed to have a natural, like, defense go up when we're in darkness. 
That makes sense. And the brains that are surviving are the ones that know to look around a corner, use light to see if there's a threat coming. They're more likely, we're all the ones that survived or the ones that were looking over our shoulder. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why we're all so anxious now is because we're just the cumulative effect of like the strong have survived and by strong, the hyper aware have survived <laughs> and we're all loosened, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Latrice Eisman, color specialist and executive director of the Pantone Color Institute, agrees with Anthony, telling CNN. How we see colors in nature has such an important effect on the human psyche. And we know that from the beginning of time, black is the color of night, and it's the color that could hide any nefarious deeds that might be perpetrated under cover of darkness. In a pitch black house with only the dim light of a candle to guide your way, it's no wonder games like the Midnight Man elicit feelings of uneasiness and terror. Additionally, Lengthy and involved instructions make the game seem more immersive, requiring the player to focus, thereby causing them to see or hear things that they interpret as spooky. And yeah, it makes sense if visually things being unknown makes us nervous and scared. If then also action wise, what happens if the midnight man catches you? Oh, he'll show you your greatest fear. You don't know what that's going to feel like, what that's going to be like. So that gives you this feeling of unknown. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't even know your greatest fear. Or even if you write down like spiders, you don't know if it's like, well, he's, is he going to make a million spiders come out of my mouth or one big giant spider like wild, wild west? Like, what will it be? (laughs) Damn, which is worse? Would you rather have a hundred tiny spiders come out of your mouth or fight one gigantic spider from the wild, wild west? If I can have Kevin Klein fighting beside me like in wild, wild west, I'll take that one. I'm I love taking that, that one too. Kevin Klein or not, I'm fighting a giant spider. I've said it time and time again. This You're is ready. a hill I will die on. I will always take the one big thing over a hundred tiny things. There's your hill. We got another one. <laughs> I feel like I have a better chance one-on-one than mm-hmm. a bunch of little things that can overtake me. Yeah, you don't know if they can hit you from every angle. So it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to focus all your attention on one big boss. It might be a hundred ducks, but imagine a hundred ducks coming at your ankles and all around you and they can also fly so then they take you down then you're on the ground you're just like engulfed in a hundred ducks or you got one big ass duck one good punch to that bill and you're probably good you can probably run (laughs) the other way the the big ass duck i imagine was like a man in a a costume like a (laughs) donald duck at disneyland is what i imagine (laughs) you're like all right buddy it's time to go Right in the beaker. (laughs) It's also that thing where in the dark, your eyes can, you know, you see stuff. There's shadows. Things are moving. Light moves in a way that, and if you're already anticipating seeing uh, the Midnight Man, which in the movie we watched, starts off depicted as this smoky, very spooky, eerie entity that kind of like, you know, uh, moves around the house and isn't really uh, a form. But by the end, he's taken, he's like, it's like a man in a black sweatsuit with just a scary mask on. It was strange. Yeah, it was too much showing the monster. And yeah. it's like, if you're going to show it to me, it has to be terrifying. And I'm like, I can't even, you know, I might even have to look away because it's so terrifying. But yeah, it got to the point where the camera, the it'd be on the mask so long that you're like, is it, can you see that guy's eyes through that? Yeah. It's just like, it didn't look real. No. And it just was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, if it's just a guy in a mask, I, much like Donald Duck, I could just throw a right hook <laughs> and take him out. I'm fine. Face. It's the whole yeah. M. Night thing. What you can't see 
is scarier. And that's part of this game too, because your mind fills in the blanks. Like we, as humans want to know what we're looking at. We want to be able to categorize things. And if we can't, then that amps up the, you know, the adrenaline you're feeling, the scare and the fear. That's true. Your brain just sort of fills in the gaps. And if you've decided, oh, I'm going to see the a man, then that might be the gap that your brain, that's what your brain fills the gap with mm-hmm. is what you already thought preloaded. Sinisterhood will be right back. With the rise of TikTok, the interest in the Midnight Man game seems more popular than ever. User 469-975-10516 filmed her experience with the entity, showing images of strange bruises that appeared on her body in the week following the end of the game. According to legend, the monster should leave your house at 3.33 a.m. if you were successful in evading him. However, this user claims to have experienced paranormal occurrences well after the game ended. This same user, which I imagine that's just TikTok giving you a user name at that point. Unless <laughs> yeah, you just that's signed up your and choice. Maybe that was a phone number with some extra numbers thrown in. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was, you know, who, who knows if any of it is real, but they said they did the game and then it was one week later and windows were opening by themselves and doors were opening and they had bruises and scratches all over them. I don't know. Well, and it may be that it's not the midnight man who's doing all that, that uh, you're, you know, wandering around your house at between midnight and 3 a.m. running away from the Damn, that's you true. cold. You probably bonked into something. <laughs> or on the supernatural front, maybe you, you're doing this ritual and you think, you know, it's, maybe it's a troll wrote it on 4chan and you're following all these rules. But on accident, you slip and then you let something through, mm-hmm. I don't know, something ghoulish through. But I imagine running around between midnight and 3 a.m., uh, with all the lights out and only a candle and, you know, kind of skittish already, that might net you a few bruises. <laughs> yeah, I bonk into things daily with full Covered. lights on. I mean, the amount yeah. of times I run into stuff is a bit alarming, quite honestly. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it's it's a little too much. So in the dark, especially if I'm, like, trying to make sure I'm not, like, going around a couch and he's there or something, I'm going to be up. I'd probably honestly light something on fire. I'd trip. The candle goes, a curtain goes up, next thing you know, and they're like, you can't use a flashlight. And then I ruin everything and everybody's worst fears, which is, you know, burning alive is probably one of them comes true. (laughs) It's up there, man. You're just in the front yard and the firefighters are like, so tell me again, what exactly started this? Was it an electrical fire? We found a candle, but uh, what uh, what were you doing? No, no, it was not. It was a combination of stupidity and clumsiness. And that's how we got here. Tale as old as time. Yeah, they're like, oh, Midnight Man. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it was the Midnight Man. Been there. You got you too. Did I ever tell you how we used to play this game called Murder in the Dark? And by we used to play, I mean, like, within the past 10 years, we used to play this quite a bit. I envisioned, like, a childhood game. But no, please tell <laughs> me would. what Murder what in you? the Dark is. Murder in the Dark is a game that... We used to play with friends. It started off Tommy and an improv troupe he was in went on like, you know, a Airbnb weekend where you just hang out and hang out with your troop mates and stuff. And they, somebody introduced it there and it was a big house. So it was pretty cool to play. And then Tommy introduced it to me. The rules are, I believe it starts off with 
everyone has to draw like a piece of paper and it either tells you that you're the murderer or you're not the murderer. I think it's either you get a blank piece of paper or your piece of paper has an X on it and then you're the murderer. Well, then the lights are all out in the house or wherever you're playing and you walk around the house and if you see someone just standing in a dark room, you can walk up to them and say, are you the murderer? If they say nothing, then that means that they have been killed. And so okay. they're just standing there. And to All be right. killed, if you're walking around and the murderer comes up to you and puts their finger over your mouth like a shh like a motion, mafioso. then you're dead. And you uh, just have to stand where you are in place and, uh, you know, but the trick is the murderer can also do that. It can just stand in place. And then a person walks up to him and when they go, are you the murderer? They answer with shh mm-hmm. and they shush you. Dang. So then the winner either survives or is the murderer wins. Yeah. It's scary. How long do you play? And it's extremely scary. I would play this. I'm a chicken shit. You'd find me <laughs> hiding in the bathtub. Uh, you play as long as it goes on. But I remember when we first moved into our old house, we had just moved in. So there wasn't a lot of furniture there. And we invited people over and played it. And it's creepy to just be mm-hmm. walking around the house and you just see somebody like crouching in a corner. And <laughs> To decide, do you want to go up to them and say something or not? I feel like I'm also missing a couple of these rules. So Mm. I will confer with Tommy and then re-update everyone next week on (laughs) the murder, (laughs) the rules of murder in the dark. We can, uh, we'll update you on Freaky Friday if we, uh, once we get it. Oh, there you go. Perfect. TikToker Mr. Ballin reposted a video a teen made in 2008 chronicling his terrifying encounter. In one particularly jaw-dropping moment, the teen notices a previously closed door has been opened. When he goes to shut the door, something pushes back from the other side. Terrified, the teen runs to another room, immediately encircling himself in salt. The video ends suddenly, with a ghoulish face peering over the protective circle. Videos like this online still scare me. Oh, it yeah. Can be this from one gave me a little jump scare, and I knew it was coming, yes. and it still scared me. All those where it'll be like you're watching someone. It, it's like a trick video where they'll get you to watch somebody kind of in the background, then something pops up in the foreground. Every time I fucking fall for it. Every time. When those became big in the early 2000s and people would email them to you, the amount of times I watched those and- Mm-mm. My reaction would honestly be immediate tears, like panic. Like, I just can't have something like that jump out at me without expecting it. It would scare me so bad that I then, like, would just stop opening emails from people. I'm like, I don't trust any of this. It honestly (laughs) probably gave me some trust issues. (laughs) Probably. You lost touch with several people. They're like, I've been trying to reach out to you. And you're like, I can't open your email. Mm -mm. What if it's jump scare? (laughs) That did those things ruin relationships. They give me a stomachache. Like I get a real big dump of adrenaline in my stomach, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, now you made me nauseated yeah. for at least a half an hour. I hope it was worth it." <laughs> and for what? You didn't for even what? get to see my reaction. Then they started with the reaction vids of somebody would like secretly film their mom mm-hmm. getting one of these emails. 
Those are fun to watch sometimes. They can be fun. Depending on the reaction of the person, they can be fun to yeah. watch. Despite online warnings saying, Do not play this game. Daring individuals have ignored the pleas. If you wish to summon the Midnight Man, make sure you have all of your materials. If you wish to summon the Midnight Man, make sure you have all your materials ready prior to the clock striking 12. After that, you're on your own. <laughs> so what do we think? Overall, I do find it very amusing from a trolling perspective that if you wrote this as a trolling kind of shit post in 2010 or whenever, it's pretty satisfying and a pretty successful troll that it has gotten to the point where there's two feature films made. <laughs> there's books that this is the predicate for. There's uh, board games, video games. So on the one hand, like what a troll move that you got people to believe it to the point of creating stuff from it. But on the other hand, you just created some IP that a bunch of people are benefiting from and you get zero dollars. <laughs> That's true. Because then can you you can't really come out and say, hey... I'm the one who made this. I'd like some credit now because one, how do you prove that? I guess maybe you could, but two, well, then you kind of, you showed your hand. Right. And then it's like, it really was made up. Yeah. Maybe for the troll, the point was just for people to believe it. And the fact that there are folks out there genuinely trying, whether it's genuine or not, or being like, I got my razor blade ready, that it makes the troll feel like, ha, 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 I won. Or they wrote this ten year, or in 2010 and forgot about it and don't think about it. Damn. I wonder. I, if, they're, if, if they are. are still on this planet, they've got to know. I feel like they've, sure. they've got to know. And I think you would feel a sense of like, damn, I was just trying to spook people and it really worked. It'd be a good like party story where you're like, yeah, you, you remember that movie that came out? It wasn't a good movie, but yeah, I made that up online and people started believing it. But I can see why people believe it. I don't think, you know, if I think as a kid, there was a ton of stuff that I believe was real, not including the lead character from the Michael Jackson thriller video was hiding in my garage and was going to kill me because he was a werewolf. <laughs> Do you mean Michael Jackson? But yeah, but not Michael Jackson, the singer. He's fine. But in the video, him, the fact that he turns into a werewolf yeah. situation or, you know, monster, it the the transformed monster, I was very sure was in the garage. And I it was hard for me to go out there. I uh, remember very much watching that video. I had recorded it and watching it with my friend Stacy and her brother Ryan just over and over at our house. Like, I just thought that was such a great video even then there was nothing like spooky shit all the way back then oh yeah right it's true it's got a spooky vibe back then but stuff like that where i had like a ridiculous childhood fear that makes no sense it's like not rooted in reality but i believed it because i had spent time exposed to that thing like i had seen the video and it's lurking in the darkness at night and i'm like oh well the garage is dark at night oh my god it's just like it so i think if you're in your teen and tween you know the type of people that would be susceptible to this that's going to see it on TikTok now more likely than they would on Reddit or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, message boards are more likely to see it on TikTok and to see it continuing to propagate on TikTok. I saw, I mean, for I, we listed the Sebastian K22 because he had the most views, but for every one of him, there's a thousand other ones that have 200 views. Oh, you know, yeah. there's a ton of people. Search Midnight Man on TikTok. You're going to find a treasure trove of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you get a bunch of stuff. But I do see why a younger person would believe it and start 
doing it. You know, I would try it out with your friends. Yeah, I don't even know if I would have to believe it to want to try it because I just always liked doing yeah. spooky shit like this. And I think it is because I am a sensation seeker. I like the feeling of like being scared and, you know, like your senses heightened and everything. And then the subsequent feeling of like, oh, like we met, we did mm-hmm. it. Like when you get off that roller coaster and you're like, we fucking did it. Or it's 333 and you're like, we made it. We didn't get our organs <laughs> ripped out. <laughs> organs intact. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. It'd be cool just to try it, just to try it. And especially if you're a teenager, it's, it is kind of a flex to be like, me and my friends did it and we survived or we heard sounds or we saw stuff. And to that point, I mean, it's like we talked a little bit about the psychology. And then I went and watched sci show which is hank green's he is like a youtube show this was like five years ago yeah i love him and he's great on tiktok but there's also a whole cadre of stuff on youtube and he had a thing about kind of bloody mary scary things in the dark and talked about the troxler effect which was if you deprive the brain of stimulus then it you can begin to hallucinate and especially he was talking about staring at your own face in the Mm -hmm. mirror but they said really staring at one thing so if your whole house is dark and you're staring at a candle things in your peripheral vision are going to fade because you're focused on something in the middle and he and because it's a scishow and I like it I didn't know this but I learned it's because the neurons in your eyes stop reacting when they get the same stimulus over and over so I guess because it's all darkness around it you sort of ignore it or stop reacting he said it's the same if you you wear glasses so because that sensation of touching your face eventually your brain just blocks it out or like the feel of your shirt on you or he was saying smells like if you know you go into someone's house and you're like it kind of smells in here well they those neurons have shut off in their brain because they've just been exposed to it but that's really fascinating yeah i had no idea but that's why it's because you focus on that thing in the middle so the candle i imagine is very vital to this psychological effect of this and scaring yourself because you need that focus to create this hallucinatory environment yeah if all your peripheral senses have been turned off and then you see like something move in your periphery you're going to be hyper aware of it and all of a sudden it's like oh the midnight man, he's over there in the corner when in reality, like a car drove by and you just hadn't, you'd kind of tuned it out. And so it immediately like popped you back into it. It like brings you back. Yeah. And it was the, he also went into in the video all about mirrors and the reaction of your own, looking at your own face and the distortions and stuff, which I have had happen late at night. I went to go, you know, late at night, wash my face and I don't want to turn the lights on and disturb Paris. And so looking up at yourself in a mirror and seeing like your face lit differently mm-hmm. or different features of your face. Um, somewhat distorted or maybe uh, obscured because of the light. It is an eerie feeling and, and it our sense of self comes from recognizing ourselves. So yeah, I'm sure if you're running around your house all in the dark and you see a figure in the mirror that you can't completely place as yourself, it feels out of body and hallucinatory because you're like, well, who the fuck even is that? I feel like that might be some sort of meditation technique in either yoga or a culture or perhaps both. But I know like when I used to do yoga a lot at the end, we would do the breath of fire technique, which is all the lights are off. You're sitting like on your knees, but like your butt down on your feet and you do this special type of breathing while looking at yourself in the mirror. And like with sometimes there would be like candles in the room and stuff. You, I would start to see like you kind of like become hypnotized and then 
it might be like what some movies say, you know, like acid trips or something or like it just kind of like starts to melt and, and stuff. And I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that technique is also used as a form of like inner meditation and stuff at times. So, I mean, it makes sense because you kind of shut out everything and then you go inside. Well, and that makes sense, too, because if it if it's used to get you to a different plane, because it really does have an impact on your brain to dim the lights or turn the lights off and stare at a mirror. And in that that clip, they were saying a study done with I think it was 50 participants. They had them all do the same thing. Like two thirds of them would see their own face, like you said, kind of melted, distorted. But then over a quarter of them said they saw another person or a person they've never met before. Most often it was described as a woman or a child or just a face or figure. And then almost half of them reported seeing fantastic or monstrous beings. Fantastic beings I'll take. Monstrous, Monstrous. I'd prefer not. Sinisterhood will be right back. No, but that face in the mirror where you can't fully see yourself yet, it does create a sense of separateness almost from your own psyche mm-hmm. just because you're used to seeing a one version of yourself and seeing something kind of uh, occluded. That's yeah. It's a, an eerie thing mirrors are, much it, like time. Dude, we can't figure them out. I told you I've tried since high school to figure out mirrors. I can't. Ella asked me one day. I don't know. We got to Google it. I don't understand how it works. I think sand's involved. Beyond that, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Silver, sand, glass. I don't know. Something. Something. It's all involved. Somehow it makes a reflective surface. It's uh, uh, same thing with cameras. Couldn't tell you. Gun to my head. No. Could not explain how a camera works. <laughs> Can I just tell you my rant about cameras when we were at Crater Lake? <laughs> My rant about nature in general and, and positively, everywhere we went, I was I was like, human beings just steal stuff from nature. And Paris goes, what do you mean? I said, everything. It's just, we're just nature. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, showers? It's just rain. It's just concentrated mm. rain that we choose when to turn on. He was like, dang, that's true. I was like, cameras? It's just an eyeball. We didn't make an eyeball. Nature made eyeballs. Uh. We just cheated and put it in there. Electricity? You know, like it, it exists. They figured it out from static electricity, from lightning. We didn't think of electricity. We harnessed electricity. Mm-hmm. We don't ever think of anything. Human beings jerk themselves off a lot. Yeah. A lot. For stuff of like, I'm such a genius. No, I will say you're ingenuitive because you've figured out how to harness something. But a lot of it is inert in nature. Fire existed. We just figured out how to, the tools necessary that got to go together to make To it harness happen. it. Exactly. We, mm-hmm. we figured out how to harness it. But it, it, so that's impressive. But I just kept going, human beings, we just keep ripping off nature. We're ripping this off. Cameras, that wasn't our idea. He was like, well, it was though our idea, <laughs> wasn't it? A little bit. Well, the idea may have been ours, but the, um, the idea of it already existed. <laughs> idea. Oh. EYE. I told you that one podcast I found on SoundCloud like 10 years ago that I was like, I have never understood quantum physics so much. And the second the podcast ended, I forgot all of it. And then somehow on my phone, I can't find it again. And I was like, oh, well, there it goes. (laughs) Good while it lasted for the one good hour that I felt like a genius. And now I'm like, string theory, like like a violin string. (laughs) I don't know. But that's a uh, that's an interesting. Uh, please send me that TikTok. We I will. will link it in the yes. show notes. I'm I, I would love to uh, to hear more about it because I asked Paris things like that. I'm like, are you a robot? Are you are you real? He's like, why do you ask me that? Of course I'm real. I was like, that's what a robot would say. <laughs> well, I think you wouldn't know that you're not because you're 
you're, uh, you'd be so developed, your code would be written as such that you uh, don't have self-awareness like that. Right. My therapist would say that I have such low self-worth that I don't think I deserve such a beautiful, wonderful, perfect partner that I think that he has to be a robot. I would say, prove to me he's not. Yeah. So well, there you go. And anyway, they would we'll go say, back to therapy. I guess I can't. And then you say, <laughs> I think we're done here. And you walk out what of the office. What a fun job. <laughs> Being Heather's therapist. What a job. What a job. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Mine is well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the my overall take of the Midnight Game and the Midnight Man is bravo to the person who initially posted this on 4chan. I hope if you did it to troll people and see how many convoluted rules dummies on the internet would follow if you told them to, bravo, you, did you have accomplished. It. Congratulations, yes. And I think that it's brought... A lot of uh, creepy fun to a lot of people, yeah. perhaps some honest trauma to others. Who knows? But <laughs> nobody's holding a gun to your head to do these things. So if you if you don't have the stomach for it, then don't light that candle. Don't knock on that door. <laughs> don't 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 you knock on my door. <laughs> There's so many door knocking. Uh, man's jokes waiting to make. for you. <laughs> Da 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 worst fears gonna show you. <laughs> oh, and then uh, the one knocking is was. fucking Mr. <laughs> Barney Fife. What's his name? <laughs> Don Knotts. <laughs> oh, Midnight Man. Oh, no. <laughs> talking about Three's Company, a really old sitcom, if you haven't heard you, it. <laughs> yes, we are. I was not allowed to watch that as a kid. My mom thought it was too racy. <laughs> it was too racy yeah. to watch Three's Company? I wasn't allowed to watch Three's Company. Oh, you're like, I'm going to sneak and watch it. R.I.P. Let's just say R.I.P. John Ritter. Oh, let's say what needs to be said. angel among angels. Man, yes. R.I.P. Well, yeah, I what think the best part of the- <laughs> What a note to end on. Yeah, the best part of the Midnight Game is step one. No, thank you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's making you. <laughs> I would do it if there was a reward at the end that wasn't just yeah. not dying. Yeah, it's like playing Survivor versus playing Naked and Afraid. I'm going Survivor every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, even like Ouija boards, there's the payoff in the sense that you're getting answers. There's like a back and forth communication. If I if you could play the midnight game and then at the end you win and it's like, okay, now you get to ask the midnight man 22 questions, then I would (laughs) play it. Yes, yeah, and he'll t- and about the past, present, or future, and it will be correct, and he cannot lie. Oh, yeah, I might. I'll I play might. It. And then we solve the age-old question, is it 20 questions, <laughs> 21 questions? No, no, it's 22 questions. Now we know. We've done it. We've added to the lore. This is how things on the internet, you know, grow. This is how they expand and grow. Well, if you were brave enough to play this, or you have played it, you know where to send it in, sinisterhood.com slash Freaky Friday. I feel like Midnight yeah. Man games are ripe for that. Midnight Man games or any, like, games. If you played games as a kid, childhood games, light as a feather, something creepy, weird, spooky happened. I love stories like oh, that. yeah. Because you have those as a kid where it's like, no, we all know one time Bloody Mary really did show up. Like, I want to hear that story. Those make me – I want some nostalgia. That sounds fun. I remember having a slumber party for a birthday when I was probably – I think I was in middle school, maybe sixth or seventh, probably like seventh grade. And we did the Ouija board. And somehow out of that, it came to be that um, an entity that was an eyeball 
a giant eyeball was living in my closet and I was scared for weeks to open my closet door, which is kind of inconvenient when all the shit you need is in there. <laughs> like, I don't want to. The eyeball's in there. Did it blink? I never Goodness saw it. You. God. Saw it. <laughs> we would don't make our Ouija. own Ouija boards. If somebody didn't have one, we would write... <laughs> We would get pieces of paper and like write out the letters and everything and then use a glass. And we were hardcore, man. Some people say like, I've just kind of always been into the macabre my whole life. No, you haven't. Because you haven't made your own Ouija board because we didn't have any around. That is being real into the macabre. And that's Christy Wallace, ladies and gentlemen. The 90s, baby. That's right. You did with what you had and you were happy to have it. That's right. Well, let us know if you have played, if you have made it out alive, or if you didn't and you got shown your greatest fear. Yeah, what was that like? And if the Midnight Man hasn't left your house, let us know if you need some resources on eviction. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Get him tell out him of there. to send in some Freaky Friday stories because he's <laughs> definitely got one. We'll dedicate he's an like, entire episode <laughs> to his stories. <laughs> to Midnight Man's like, this one person's fear was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was just pooping i just walked in on a young girl and she was pooping and everybody else was upset that she'd ruined the game and that's you from the earlier that story was it was my, it was my, <laughs> but it wasn't a hallucination i made that was just what she was doing it was very embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content. Speaking of internet lore, we got a mini-sode coming up about the dress that took the internet by storm and now a real-life tragedy that has occurred around that. And for recent patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show and make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. You can also head to SinisterHood.com and click shop on the top banner to check out Sinisterhood merch like t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. While you're there, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based playlists and links to those live show tickets. Yeah, don't forget, we're going to be in Detroit, Columbus, and Pittsburgh, so come and see us. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. You can like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We are on YouTube and TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast. And if you would like for us to send a custom, personalized video shout-out on your behalf, you can find us on Cameo. Just search Sinisterhood. You can say happy birthday, happy anniversary, you got this, good luck, congrats, whatever. We want to deliver the message. It's one of our favorite things to do, so head over to Cameo.com and search Sinisterhood. Where are you at online, Christy? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? Pretty much everywhere at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil and the midnight man rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Melissa Reed. Allie Patterson. Emily Webb. Darren McCone. Stephanie Williams. Dear Lingham. Kayla Winter. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We could not do this without you. We sincerely appreciate all the love and support, and we hope we pronounce your names correctly. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Wah. <laughs>
Sinner.